Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 474 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Let me fix that overlay here real quick because that is not the correct one. That is yesterday's show. There we go. Okay, episode 474 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. I am Ben Fadden. It is September 21st, 2023. And the Padres are getting ready, at least tomorrow, they're going to be facing the St. Louis Cardinals. They've got the off day today. I wasn't planning on doing this show today. I was thinking about maybe doing it tomorrow, but I just felt like doing it today because I had this idea in mind. I was maybe going to go in a different direction tomorrow about some quotes that were said yesterday after the game, but then I was like, yeah, I mean, the that's like two days later. Maybe those are kind of old. So I just went in a different direction. Padres, Cardinals, these are two disappointing franchises this season. And I wanted to just ask the audience, ask you. You guys can give your input. I asked it on Twitter a few moments ago. Who has had the more disappointing season, the Padres or the St. Louis Cardinals? And as Padres fans, I think that a lot of us would say the Padres. And I'm on the side that says, yes, the Padres have had the more disappointing season. But when you look into 
like the background and stuff and, and you actually look into both teams you look at the st louis cardinals and their situation which is a little bit different than the padres' situation you realize that it might not be that like super far like padres oh they are way more disappointing than the st louis cardinals i i think that again the padres are more disappointing than the cardinals but i don't think it's as big of a gap as i think maybe some fans would initially think and i'll get into that but just before we get started here reminder you can use my code talking friars for 20 dollars off your seat geek order uh and click the link in the description for breaking tea some great great san diego sports swag padres aztecs wave and uh Foco, some great San Diego uh, Padres bobbleheads, collectibles that you can go check out there. And then Underdog Fantasy, obviously they are tremendous. Uh, 100% deposit match up to $100. If you click that link in the description or you use my code TALKINGFRIERS, again, 100% deposit match up to $100. There's some cool drafts in there. There's some pick So what I usually do on my pregame thoughts, I give you a Padres pick from Underdog Fantasy. That is happening. That is an option that day for that game. Obviously, no game today, so there's no pregame pick or anything like that. But you can go into the app. I give you a pick. I recommend you pick that one, and then there's another one. You have to pick at least one more from probably a different game. Uh, I think it has to be from a different game. And you can get whatever you put in. So let's say you deposit 10 bucks, You would get 20 bucks. You'd get the deposit match because it's up to $100, so you'd get $10 more matching your ten dollars so you'd get twenty dollars to play with let's say you only want to use ten dollars of that and you say soto half a single higher and then you say um marcus stroman six strikeouts higher i'm just throwing out a random pick right and you could put ten dollars down if you get those correct then you win 30 bucks so you know little cool things like that so check out underdog fantasy there um all right let's get started here Comparing the Padres and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I believe they're playing the Milwaukee Brewers today. So these stats from some of these guys that I will be reading off, it's not through today's game. It's through yesterday. And obviously the Padres stats, that is obviously through yesterday. That game yesterday against the Colorado Rockies, the sweep of the Colorado Rockies. Obviously the Padres, they are currently on a seven-game win streak which is not something that I thought I was going to be saying because this Padres team, you know, it wasn't that long ago that they had never had won four games in a row this season. But obviously they have gotten that behind them. They still haven't won an extra inning game and their record is still terrible in one-run games and that's definitely part of this comparison between the Padres and the Cardinals here. But yeah, let's get started with the comparison here. Again, give your thoughts in the comments. In the chat, why do you think the Padres are more disappointing than the Cardinals? Or if there's Cardinals fans in here, do you, why do you think the Cardinals are more disappointing this season than the San Diego Padres? I, I think that the Padres are. But let's start with the comparison. Building the case for the Padres, I think it's easier to build the case for the Padres than it is for the Cardinals. But there still is some things that you can point to with the Cardinals where it's like, no, nah, considering their situation... The teams around them, they're they're more disappointing. Uh, I think Cardinals fans would, you know, point to that, and we'll get to that. Uh, let's start with the payroll. Okay, so Padres seventy-five and seventy-eight, Cardinals sixty-seven and eighty, sixty-seven and eighty-five entering today. The Padres two hundred fifty-three, a little bit over a two hundred fifty-three million dollar payroll. 
Then you go over to the St. Louis Cardinals, and their payroll is $153.2 million, a little bit above that. So you compare those, and it's like, okay, the Padres, they're not in a postseason spot, just like the Cardinals. And the Padres have spent $100 million more than the Cardinals on their roster. So that would lead you to like, yeah, Padres, they're more disappointing. The Padres had one top three MVP last year in Manny Machado. The Cardinals, two top three MVPs. They still have Nolan, still have Paul Goldschmidt, and they are where they are. So maybe Cardinals fans would bring that point up. The Padres, though, lost in the NLCS in 2022. The Cardinals, they lost in the wildcard series to the Phillies in 2022. So the Padres fans, right, us, this fan base, were like, well, we got farther last year. We added some pieces in Xander Bogart, Fernando Tatis Jr., right, like notable pieces. We were, gonna, we were trying to take a step forward. And Cardinals fans, if they wanted to step forward, maybe it's winning the NLDS and going to the NLCS like the Padres did last year. So then you'd point to, yeah, Padres, they're more disappointing because, I mean, they didn't take, both teams didn't take a step forward, but they got farther last year. And there's more superstar talent on this Padres team than the St. Louis Cardinals. But Cardinals fans could point to, well, the Padres, yeah, they were, some were expecting them to win the NL West, but they still had the Dodgers in the division. And the Dodgers may have gotten worse on paper, but it's still the Dodgers. The Cardinals are like the kings of the NL Central. At least that's what was thought of going into the year by most people, I thought, was people expecting the St. Louis Cardinals to go win their division. Some maybe had the Milwaukee Brewers, but the Chicago Cubs, I don't think they were expected to be this good. I think it was supposed to be more of a transition year for them. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Pirates, I mean, good start, but we knew that that was not going to continue, right? So, you know, Cincinnati Reds, I mean, it was kind of like the Pirates, like, yeah, there were moments there, but we didn't. I don't, I don't there was probably more buy-in with the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates, but we knew that the the Reds, they're not there yet. And sure, they're one game back of a playoff spot right now, one game back of Chicago. So I guess they're still kind of in the same spot. But I think the Cubs are still a little bit farther ahead than the Cincinnati Reds are in their process to get back to where they wanted to get to, right? Those consistent postseason appearances. So Getting back to my point with the NL Central, like easier division. At least when you look at the top, Cardinals were expected to win that division. The Padres, okay, you could say they were expected to win the division. I was expecting them to definitely fight for the division this season with the Dodgers. I knew the Dodgers were still going to be tough. Uh, I was not sitting there, at least I don't remember me sitting there, saying that, no, the Padres, they're going to steamroll over every team in this division. The Padres easily are way better than the Dodgers. I think I said, well, Padres on paper, yeah, they're better than the Dodgers. But I knew it was going to be tough. Where the Cardinals, I thought, no, Cardinals, they're going to win their division. Brewers will be, you know, a wild card team. But I think most people thought it was going to be an easier path to the division for the Cardinals than the Padres. And, like, you're 60 games in for the Cardinals, and they weren't in it. You knew immediately they were not a good team. Where the Padres, I think there was still, at least for me there was, 60 games in, there was still some hope for this Padres team. You were sitting there like, well, they'll turn it around, right? Where the St. Louis Cardinals, they got off to such a bad start. I got to go to their schedule here and what their record was to start their 2023 season. I mean, I remember sitting there and it was like, this is the St. Louis Cardinals that are doing this. 
I mean, maybe the Oakland A's would do this, but the St. Louis Cardinals are off to this terrible stretch. Are you kidding? I mean, they got off in April. They were 10 and 18. They were 8 and 15 in June. The first half of the season, they went 38 and 52. They're 29 and 53 in the second half. So it's, it's not, it's not like it's that much. It's still better. Four games under 500 compared to like 14, I think, under 500 there. Not a great math guy, but I think that's what that is. But it was just a terrible start that the St. Louis Cardinals team got off to. And so you could be like, well, at least the Padres, there was hope there. And the Cardinals, there was never hope early on in the year like that when you're off to that bad of a stretch. So Cardinals fans would be like, no, ours is more of a failure because like Cardinals fans, I was listening to Katie Wu, who covers the Cardinals for the Athletic on Ben and Woods this morning. And she's like, well, Cardinals fans, it's like they just have lost interest. We're Padres fans. We can still be interested because, hey, this team's won seven games in a row. And while a lot of people still think the season's over, there's still like the shot of them making the postseason where the St. Louis Cardinals, it's just not even close. I mean, you go to the wild card and they're the second worst team in the National League. They're 12 games back of a wild card spot. You go to the NL Central, which again, doesn't have as dominant of teams as we thought was going to be in the NL West going into this season. Dodgers are at 93 wins. Milwaukee's in first. They're at 86. And the Cardinals are 19 games back in that division. Like, absolutely terrible. So the Cardinals fans could go, you know, it's a failure that way. Like, they just were never in it. At least Padres fans, they could have been it. You know, they can make the case. They, they were still, you know, buyers a little bit at the, at the deadline. I didn't think they should have been. But at least they were still buyers at the deadline where the Cardinals, they knew exactly where they were going. And maybe the Cardinals were in the better spot there. Maybe if, you know, Padres fans, did, maybe we should have wanted this Padres team to be even worse going into the deadline. So AJ would have had no choice but to sell Hader and Snell instead of sweeping the, the Texas Rangers at home and then sitting there. And you're, I think they were like three games under 500 at that point, or maybe it was three games back. And you're like, okay, you know, you're still in it. No, I, I would have rather been in the Cardinals spot, at least for me, because I thought it was best for this team to sell. And that's not what ended up happening. You go to the Cy Young stuff, and this goes obviously the Padres' point of view. Tw the 2023 Cy Young winner is on this Padres team, and Blake Snell. The Cardinals, I mean, their pitching staff has stunk this season. No one even close to that. They sell off Jordan Montgomery, obviously. Jack Flaherty was struggling for them. Like, it's just not pretty. And Adam Wainwright has struggled, obviously, in his last season in the big leagues. Hasn't been great. By the way, I was watching their, the Cardinal game before I came on here. Miles Michaelis, oh my goodness, he does not look the same. He's shaved. He looks like a totally different dude. Uh, but that's a different point. Anyway, yeah, Padres, I mean, wasting Blake Snell's season, that's more of a failure than the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals just didn't have a good pitching staff. The Padres have had a solid starting rotation. The bullpen was pretty good at the beginning before it you know, was definitely inconsistent. Um, if you want to point to injuries, I'm not super familiar with the Cardinals injuries, but maybe you point to the Padres like, oh, well, Cardinals, maybe that's more of a failure because the Padres, look at the injuries that they had. You had Tati suspended for the first 20 games. You had Suarez out for a long period of time, Musgrove out, and just not fully healthy 
probably at like any point this season. I know he was on the mound for a good stretch, but was he fully healthy? I, I don't know about that. Machado went on the IL. I know he was not doing good at all for his standards before he went on the IL, but you could still point to that. Like there was a lot of stuff, and I'm I'm probably missing some people right now because I'm just thinking in my head like the main injuries. Um, but I mean, you have Josh Hader as your closer. You have Blake Snell as you know your ace, the guy that's going to go win the Cy Young. You have a solid starting rotation in comparison to the rest of baseball, and you're not going to make the postseason. Combined with all the star talent you have on your team, I mean, look at the big four. Compare the big four for the Padres with the big four if you can even make up a big four with the Cardinals. For the Cardinals' big four, I just said Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldsmith, Wilson Contreras, Lars Newtbar. Their baseball reference war entering today, 12.9. The Padres' big four war, and this is with Manny Machado. His baseball reference war is under three this season. Like It's been a bad year for him. 17.1, and it's a down year for Tatis, probably down year for Bogarts, right? Soto's been good. Maybe you could, I mean, he had a terrible stretch there, so you could say it's a down year for him, down year for pretty much all of them, and they're still at 17.1 war. Cardinals at 12.9, and yeah, it's a down year for those guys too, no doubt. But the Padres had the bigger big four. It was actually a big four where the Cardinals, you're kind of scratching together, what is their big four? You got Nolan and Goldie, but then it's like Contreras, okay. Lars Newtbar, okay. But the Padres, it's like, okay, you have that way better than the Cardinals. You have Snell. You have Hayter. Good rotation. You have Bob Melvin. I think we can agree he's a better manager than Ollie Marmol. And you're going to be in the same spot as the Cardinals, not making the postseason. And again, like the expectations for this Padres team. Were people expecting the Cardinals to be a World Series team this season? I don't think so. I didn't see that. I saw Mark DeRosa, people like Mark DeRosa, uh, ESPN experts, thinking that it was going to be Padres, maybe Astros in the World Series. You weren't seeing that about, seeing that about the St. Louis Cardinals, right? So the expectations. Over $100 million more spent on the Padres payroll this season than the Cardinals payroll. And both teams are going to be in the same spot. They're not going to have the same records. Cardinals might have a worse record, but both teams were out of it, you know, going into mid-September here. I mean, this seven-game win streak from the Padres, I don't want the Padres front office or anyone to spin this like, well, if they finish around 500, well, I mean, we were only a couple spots out of the postseason. Look how they played at the end of the year. We were right there. No, 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 don't. Let's not play it off like that. We were right there. I mean, it's going to be because other teams haven't been playing that well. And you were facing the, the Rockies, the A's, a Cardinals team that was out of it, the Dodgers that are just gearing up for October, right? Like, you're facing these teams at the end of the year. What were you doing against these bad teams when it mattered more and you were actually in it? Like the Kansas City Royals and the Washington Nationals and the Cincinnati Reds. Like, what were you doing then? You hadn't won four games in a row all season until mid-September. I mean, come on. That's what we should be. The, the larger sample size, I know I was talking about that a lot before the deadline, you know, should the Padres buy or sell? Look at the large sample size for this Padres season, and you'll see, okay, wow, well, yeah, September, mid-September on, that's not who this Padres team was. April to September was who this Padres team was. Um, so, yeah, 
you look at the attendance, 3.1 mil for the Padres, uh, 3.08 for the Cardinals. So around the same attendance there. But like Padres fans, they're ranked a little bit higher. And the expectations, I mean, you look at FanFest, all these sellout games, even when the Padres weren't doing so well. I mean, I look at that. I look at the Cardinals Bush Stadium and I see some of these stands. It's you look at the you look at all that. There's a bunch of empty seats there. And it's not because Cardinals fans, they don't care. Of course they care. That's a baseball town. That's a really good baseball town right there. But they're just out of it. And the Cardinals, they're probably just going on tickets sold or whatever. Because I'm sure they have a huge ticket, uh, a huge, uh, excuse me, season ticket member base like the Padres do now. So, yeah, I mean, both teams, really high attendance. So, obviously, both fan bases were expecting a lot. If this was the Royals, like expectation level-wise, the Padres would not be drawing as many people as they drew this year. In extra innings, 0 for 11, the Padres. The Cardinals, 5 and 6. So, more disappointing, the Padres there. One-run games, Cardinals 16 and 25, still losing record, but the Padres 7 and 22, absolutely terrible. So more disappointing, Padres there. And then you look at the run differential, plus 82, and I know I hate run differential this season for the Padres. Anyone that knows me knows that I hate it when anyone talks about it this season because it does not matter for the Padres. If you watch this team day in, day out, you know it does not matter. Uh, but plus 82 run differential for the Padres this year. Negative 87 for the Cardinals. So you could say, yeah, run differential, that's disappointing for the Cardinals. But I would turn it and say, no, it's more disappointing for the Padres. They have a much better run differential, but they're in the same spot. Non-postseason team, failure of a season. That just shows how bad this Padres team has been when it matters. They haven't been consistent. At least the Cardinals, okay, bad run differential, bad season, not great offense, not great pitching. Okay. But with the Padres, it's like, you have the ability to score runs. You just weren't able to do it when it mattered most consistently. And so that's more disappointing to me. And obviously I'm biased. I'm a Padres fan, but, and you know, the Cardinals, they'd make their own case, but that's more disappointing to me. Um, if I go look at social media here, the poll that I put up on X or on Twitter, whatever you want to call it, I still call it Twitter. 327 votes so far posted this like 37 minutes ago. Padres, 70.3% of the vote. Cardinals, 29.7% of the vote, who has been more disappointing this season. I'm sure a lot of those are obviously Padres fans voting in that, and maybe some Cardinals fans were looking up the Cardinals on social media, and they saw that, and they voted the Cardinals. But, I mean, I have to go with the Padres on who the more disappointing team this season is based on expectations, based on the talent on the teams, based on the payroll, the superstars on both teams, how one team had the Cy Young winner and had one of the best closures in baseball, and they're going to be in the same spot sitting on the couch where the other team didn't have that. Putting these all those things into account, the manager advantage, probably the coaching staff advantage. I don't, I'm, I don't mean to throw shade on Ollie Marmol, but I think we can agree Bowmel's the better manager. Just just the, the flop of a season for the Padres. I got to say it's more disappointing. Let's see what the chat thinks about this. Gil says, why not both? No, both. I'm not saying that it's only one or the other. Both have been really disappointing. No doubt about that. But I, I would say the Padres. 
I, I have to say the Padres. If I'm picking one, I'm saying the Padres. Eric says Mets and Yankees are the most disappointing teams because they're in a big market. Well, Padres are in a pretty big market too. Not the size of that, but what are they? Like eighth biggest market? Isn't that what Seidler said? Was it before the season, I think? He said something about that. So I wouldn't use the market thing. The Mets, yes, they're definitely, they're up there in payroll. They're, they had the biggest payroll. So some would say that the Mets are the most disappointing team over even the Padres. And But I think people had higher expectations for the Padres this season, a little bit higher than the Mets. Both were super high, Padres and Mets. Both had super high expectations, but Padres beat the Mets last October. They went farther. They were getting Tatis back, bringing in Xander Bogarts, having Hayter and Soto for a full season. Dodgers got worse on paper, so people were playing up the NL West stuff. You knew the Braves were going to be good. You knew the Phillies were going to be good in the NL East. You know, the injury question marks, obviously, with the rotation, losing to Grom with the Mets and all that. There were, I don't know. I think there was higher expectations for the Padres. So, but again, I'm a biased Padres fan. So I'm sure some Mets fans would say, no, the Mets were disappointing than the Padres. Yankees were disappointing as well, but they were bringing back largely the same roster, right? So I think the Padres improved. I think the Mets, maybe you could say that they improved. They brought back a lot of the same guys. Remember, they had the Edwin Diaz earned injury during the WBC. So going into the season, I think that was a big part of it. So I think a lot of people were going with the Padres, you know, having higher expectations for the Padres over the Mets. Yeah, Caesar. Hope hopefully you're having a great day as well. Brisk JC says Padres. GK Sports says Padres. GK Sports says they don't have a potential Cy Young Award winner. Yep, that's a point I brought up. I agree with that. And a top five most improved player in Hassan Kim, I think, is what GK Sports is referring to there. Yes, that's true. Yes, we are the hottest team in baseball. Yes, seven wins in a row, but it's not going to matter. I know the Cubs haven't been playing great baseball, but... There's just so much that would have to happen. I mean, the Padres, if they win, if they win out, which I just don't see happening, even with the schedule that they have, which is a pretty easy schedule, I would say, I don't see them winning out. But let's say they finish off the season 16 and 0. The Cubs would still have to be well. I think they'd have to go what four and seven, is what Danny Vietti said on social media the other day. What I said yesterday on the show after the Padres win, like I don't see that happening. I think they're playing the Rockies and the Pirates and. Some of those matchups the rest of the year. I just don't see it. Uh, Irie says, I trust AJ to find arms on the down low. He's known for that, but it's the holes in the offense I worry about that he just looks past. Yeah, and maybe he's just, you know, saying it to say it with Marty Caswell, but it seemed like in the conversation that he had yesterday with Marty, or was it? No, it wasn't yesterday. I think it was the day before, on Tuesday before that game, before Snell pitched. He kind of had the the attitude, the perspective, like it's not that big of a deal what happened this year. And he doesn't view it as that much of a problem. And I think that is a problem, viewing it as, eh, it's not that much of a problem. That's a problem. MCC951 says, we know that payroll doesn't equal wins, but expectations for the Padres were sky high, so Padres 
are more of a disappointment based on the expectations. That's a big part of this. Yes, expectations, the superstar talent. Yes, I agree with that. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maybe the Padres fan should temper expectations that this franchise could make the playoffs multiple years in a row or consistently. That would be good. Yeah, but I don't, I don't fault Padres fans, myself included, for having the high expectations, the World Series expectations going into this season. I don't fault us because of what happened last year. It's not like they made it to the wild card or they missed the postseason. I mean, they made it to the NLCS, and they improved, I thought, on paper going into this season. So, And the Dodgers got worse on paper, we thought, going into the season. So, I mean, no, I, I don't think we should temper expectations. Maybe some will temper expectations and be like, no, I'm not saying World Series next year because look what happened this year. But I think tempering expectations lets these guys off the hook a little bit. Like, no, it's okay. It's fine if we settle for a wild card spot. No, I, I think we should still have high expectations for next year because that's what I hope the Padres organization is going to have. I hope that they're not just going to be okay with a postseason appearance next year. I hope that they're going to push for, no, World Series or bust again. I hope the players had those expectations, knowing that they let down an entire city, let down a ton of people, let down the owner of the team that spent a ton of money on this team and believed in this roster, let down Bob Melvin, you know, let down a lot of people. Hopefully they use that as motivation and they don't settle for, no, we're good if we just make the postseason and maybe win a series in the postseason next year and then get bounced. No, 
You keep those expectations high. You might get crushed more because your expectations are higher, but I, I'm not going to lower my expectations for probably another couple of years. Things could happen, but especially with Juan Soto still on the roster and you have that big four, maybe some have already stopped believing in this big four, but I haven't. There's some things that I haven't liked about this season and some things that have come out about certain players, right? Of course, haven't liked that. Needs to improve, but I'm not just going to give up on the talent on this team and set my expectations lower for next year when a lot of the same guys are going to be on this roster. I know no Blake Snell, probably Josh Hader, probably not. I get that, but it's still going to be a good roster next year. So some might want to temper expectations so they're, they're not as heartbroken, but I'm, I'm keeping my expectations high. I don't know if I'll say World Series, but I'll probably still say, like, no, deep postseason run, NLCS at least. No, I don't want to let this team off the hook just because they disappointed us a lot this season. Uh, Dara says Mets and Cardinals have been more of a disappointment. You could put the Mets up there because of payroll and all that. But, I mean... The Mets, you could also say because they like gave up at the deadline, like they they sold Scherzer, Verlander, Fam, like they knew they knew that they were not going to be doing it, right? And you, you could say, well, that's more of a failure because at least the Padres were in it past the deadline. But I mean, I never thought the Padres were in it at the deadline. Like I thought that they should have sold. I I thought that that was the wrong decision for them to be buying. When you should look at the sample size, the large sample size, not, you know, the last week of play before the deadline or the last couple weeks, go look at the last months leading up to the deadline, the entire season, and look at who this Padres team was, and A.J. Preller decided to continue to believe and buy little pieces that have not worked out. I mean, Barlow has, and he's under control for next year, and Cooper's been okay, but he's a free agent at the end of the year. We'll see what happens there. But Rich Hill has sucked. G-Man Choi hasn't gotten a hit in a Padres uniform. He got a sack fly yesterday, whoop-de-doo. But he hasn't gotten a hit yet. Chris says he'll let the offseason decide what the expectations are. Okay, that's fair. So what, do you, so what are you saying there? Like, in the offseason, let's say, so if the Padres trade Juan Soto, then the expectations will be lower. Then your expectations will be and I'll be fine if they make the postseason. Or if they go buy some big name, I don't know who that would be, but or if they keep Snell somehow or they keep Hater somehow, then your expectations will be the same as it was going into this season. Or will your expectations just be make it to the NLDS and see what happens? I don't know. I mean, right now, I, I'm still having the same expectations. About the same. I don't know if I should say, I forget if I said win the World Series. I think I said World Series appearance this season. But then if you're there, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if they lose. So yeah, win the World Series. I think that's what I said was my expectations for this season. Right now, I probably should put the expectation at NLCS for next year. Some might not want to do that, but then I feel like that's taking this team off the hook. This team still needs to have those high expectations, in my opinion, for sure. 
All right, I wanted to get to the quotes or the quote that Fernando Tatis Jr. had yesterday. He was talking. This was on. This was on Wednesday following the Padres Rockies series finale. Fernando Tatis Jr. He was speaking to the media just about this season and why the season has gone the way it has. And Fernando said, you know, for five months, we were like, we need to make it happen. Come to the field, work, make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. We didn't make it happen. So I feel like we just said, F it. And we just went out there, play baseball and play as kids. And he kept reiterating that, you know, in when he was talking to the media on Wednesday, like it feels like. You know, they're, they're just playing with a smile on their face now. They're, they're playing to have fun. Probably feels like the pressure is off, like I have said, because they know that a lot of things have to happen. There's nothing to lose for them. It's already been lost. So just go out there and play this game for, like, the reasons why you got into this game, because it was a fun game, because you enjoyed playing it as a kid. And that's what Fernando believes. Like, because, like, the pressure is off, they're just – being out there saying F it and going out there and playing baseball, playing like they did when they were kids. Now, Xander Bogarts disagrees with that. When he was talking, he was talking to the media as well on Wednesday, and he didn't really agree with that either. He thought that they're all, you know, that you always play to win. Um, but I think there is some truth to that assessment from Fernando that, yeah, this team, it feels like they're playing a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more freer. And you wish that that would have happened earlier on in the season. Like, if you thought that, oh my gosh, we have so much pressure and you're pressing, you're pressing, you're pressing. If you know that you're pressing, and maybe this is easier said than done, it probably is easier said than done. But if you know that you're pressing and you're not having fun playing baseball when you're losing to the Royals and the, the Reds and the Nats and all that, then why... Why didn't they realize that then or recognize, if they did recognize it, why didn't they change it and be like, we're not having fun playing baseball, are we right now? We're not having fun. So we got to change this. Let's go have fun. Let's go put a smile on our face today. You know, Juan Soto, I know a lot of the times you see him smiling and so maybe that rubs some fans the wrong way because it's a losing season. Why are you smiling? Fernando likes to smile a lot. But like Fernando, there was times this year where it's like, he's not doesn't seem like he's having fun playing baseball. And I get it. Losing is not fun. They probably shouldn't have had fun at that point in time because they weren't playing good baseball. Of course, you shouldn't be having fun. But if you're recognizing that you having that like straight face and you're clenched all the time, it's not working, then why not try to change it? And in all those eight, nine team meetings that were had, maybe it was relayed. And maybe someone, Musgrove or Manny, whoever stepped up and said, hey, let's go play like it's, we're playing Little League. Let's go play like we were when we were kids. Like, this is a fun game. Let's remember that, right? We get to play baseball. We get to get paid millions of dollars to go play a kid's game. Let's go have fun. Because I know I obviously didn't play at the big league level. I'd never played professionally, didn't play in college, nothing like that. But I, there were times for me where I remember it was like, man, I'm not having that much fun. And I need to switch that back to, I need to start having more fun again. Why did I get playing? Why did, why did I start loving this game in the first place as a kid? It was because it was fun to me. I loved it. And when that love gets out of the game, that's going to make it probably a lot harder for these Padres players to 
want to come to work and you know feed off of positive energy from each other and there were times this year it felt like there wasn't that positive energy that you saw from other teams in baseball and those other teams may have been winning so it's easier to have that positive energy just like the Padres it feels like now they have that positive energy but how about earlier in the year when they had the sombreros and all that right it was fun they didn't have the best record but they were having fun right so next year hopefully this year is a lesson for this Padres team regardless of what happens next year bad start to the season whatever don't care what other people think and go back to trying to have fun put a smile on your face going into every day I'm not saying you should be laughing like they did earlier this year in the dugout when you're getting swept by the Dodgers that was a bad look but I'm talking about okay if one day is not going well okay maybe you're not having fun that day but the next day don't let that carry over to the next day and to the next day and to the next day. It's a new day and probably go have that smile on your face to start the to start that day. And it sounds stupid, but maybe that will help this Padres team and just relax more because there's still going to be pressure. And maybe some Padres fans are like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear from Fernando. Like, it seems like the pressure got to this Padres team a little bit or maybe got to Fernando because he's speaking from his point of view. That's not what I want to hear because there's still going to be a lot of pressure on this team next year because it's still going to be a talented roster regardless of who leaves. It's still going to be a talented roster. There's still going to be expectations. And this this the city is going to really want this team to win, especially after what has happened this season. So it's like, oh, well, you better handle the pressure much better than you did next year or what much better than you did this year, you better handle it better next year. Because if you don't, then we're going to be in trouble. Uh, but hey, you know, th this is a learning moment for this Padres team. Hopefully they they grow from this. Or maybe it's maybe they can embrace the pressure next year. Instead of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure and they're so tight. Maybe embrace it and be like, no, pressure is a privilege. And yeah, again, have that smile on their face. And we're here because we're talented. And don't view it as like a negative thing. Go view it as a positive thing. Like, yeah, there's pressure on us. But that's because we have a whole city behind us. And they're all here rooting for us. And we have a talented roster. We believe in ourselves. And we're going to work hard and go out and do this. We're confident in ourselves. We're playing baseball. Pressure's okay. There's a lot of people that would love to be in this position. Maybe that's the mentality that they go in with next season. Uh, but we'll see. But that was a that was an interesting quote from Fernando. I hope that this year is definitely a learning lesson from this Padres team or for this Padres team. Maybe they should go into the beginning of the year next year and just be like effort, have that effort mentality. Because maybe that's what they need is to play looser. And I'm not saying you don't care and you don't work hard, but you know, maybe maybe realize again, going back to why you're playing this game in the first place. Because you loved it when you started playing it. You know? And you have a whole city behind you. So view it from the positive perspective next season. I think is probably what my message would be to this Padres team. Not that any of them are listening, but that would that's that's what my message would be to this team. All right. A break, and then I'm going to get to some other Padres news. Check out Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, 
for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, so the San Diego Padres, they announced today that Graham Pauly, he has been named the Padres Minor League Baseball Player of the Year. Robbie Snelling has been named the Padres Minor League Baseball Pitcher of the Year. So congratulations to those two. Graham Pauly's hitting 308 this season, 23 bombs, 931 OPS, 13 round pick from AJ Pillar and the Padres in 2022 out of Duke. 11th best prospect in the Padres farm system. He's expected to arrive in 2025. So it goes back to like AJ Preller with the the talent evaluation. Like he's great at that. 13th round pick and he's your Padres minor league player of the year for what is a pretty decent Padres farm system, I would say. Again, not like guys that are ready to contribute at AAA, but look at the entirety of the farm system. There's some talent there. I've had Jim Callis on this season. He knows that there's talent there. So it's, it goes back to the developing and having those guys be there at the big league level and contribute at the big league level. Um, Robbie Snelling, third-ranked prospect in the Padres organization. He started this season, I believe, in Lake Elsinore, then was up with High A Fort Wayne. Now he's with San Antonio. A 1.82 ERA this season, a 1.12 whip. That's walks and hits per innings pitch for anyone that doesn't know what that is. Um, and he has a 1.56 ERA with San Antonio in a little bit more than 17 innings of work. Uh, he is expected to arrive 2026, according to MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. So yeah, there's there's talent here. Like pitching wise, there's talent in the farm system with Dylan Lesko and Robbie Snelling and. Adam Mazur and Ariarte. I can keep going with some with talent that's in this farm system. Um, you go, I could go down to guys like Victor Lizarraga and Ryan Berger. Like there's there's talent there, but it's just a matter of having those guys continue to develop, continue to get better, and contribute at the big league level. They're gonna need, it feels like they're gonna need things can change, but Dylan Lesko, Robbie Snelling to work out at the big league level. That will really help because Mackenzie Gore ain't here anymore. Chris Paddock, obviously, he's in Minnesota. I saw something the other day that dude's like going 96 now, which wouldn't surprise me because that's just what happens. Like other teams make these guys turn into great pitchers. But now he's throwing like 96 with the Twins. I know he had, I think he had Tommy John or he had another big injury. So obviously best of luck to him uh, with all that. But... Yeah, they're, they're going to need these because these guys will have, they'll be young. They won't be having to be paid $30 million a year. They'll be paid $700,000, a million per year. And so that will be big because we know that the Manny contract ain't going anywhere. anywhere. Crony, uh, Bogarts, Tatis, Musgrove, Darvish, Suarez, the next five years, right? Or four years for Musgrove, you get my point. Suarez as well. Like they're not going anywhere. So, when these guys arrive, it will be nice because this Padres team, they're not going to be able to keep a $253 million payroll year in, year out. We know it's going to go down next year. At least that's what the reporting is. Not just from Kevin AC, but from Dennis Lynn. It feels like it's a consensus that the, the payroll is going to go down next year. Is it going to go all the way down to $200 million? I don't see that happening, but we know it's going to go down. So... Yeah, this, this developing, these guys being something at the big league level, especially pitching, that's going to be important. It feels like a lot of the farm system right now, if you look at the top like ranked guys um, in the farm system, 
it look it's it's a lot of position players: Salas, Merrill, Zavala, Head, Valenzuela, uh, Mortarella, Nathan Mortarella, Graham Pauly, Marcy, Bush, and you look at the pitchers; they're, they're sprinkled in there. Snelling and Lesko and Iriarte and Mazer, but it's more position players. I'd like to see that more balanced out a little bit because, again, some of these veteran guys, you're not going to have a place for these prospects. Now, you could, go, you could go get controllable pitching for some of these prospects if AJ or whoever's in charge decides to trade those guys because they're not all going to be at the big league level. I understand that. But I'd like it to even out some more, you know, get some more top, top pitchers in this farm system. And hopefully that'll be the case. You know, there was, there was, there was a good amount of pitchers, if I remember correctly selected in the 2023 draft by the Padres, it'll just take some time probably for, for those guys to, you know, rise up more. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Graham Pauly and Robbie Snelling for being named Padres minor league players of the year. All right, I'll get back to the chat, but I wanted to get to the San Diego Loyal. What a freaking game they had last night. Loyal, Monterey Bay, it was on the road. Loyal, it didn't look great. They were down 2-0, almost going into halftime, minutes before halftime. But then Adrian Perez, he ended up getting a goal in the 44th minute, a header on a pass. Uh, the keeper missed it. He leaped for it, missed it. Perez gets the header, made it 2-1. And then, But then it was the 90th minute, and Loyal was down 2-1. And it's like, okay, this it doesn't look great. It's going to be a loss here. Not going to be great. But then Nalotti comes in, 90th minute, a goal on a one-touch pass, a crosser, tied it up. That was amazing. And it was like, okay, there's some stoppage time here. But it, it looked like, okay, I'll take a point. It's better than no points, a loss to Monterey Bay. It's better than that, right? And then three minutes into the stoppage time, so you know, 93rd minute, you could say, right? Nalotti scores again, this time on a rebound. Great job. Um, Conway had the header. There was the pass in, obviously. Great job. Just, you know, getting the pass in and trying to make something happen, right? Because you can't make, there's no confusion or anything like that if that pass is not made in. Conway with the header, it's blocked. And then there's the rebound and a lot of scores. So great job by San Diego Loyal for, again, creating that havoc there in the box. And then the rebound, having, Someone there having bodies there, and Alati. Uh, I think that was his first two professional goals that he scored. So that's a great night. That was a great night for San Diego Loyal on the road. I know there was a watch party as well. So that was a big win. Loyal, they're fourth in the West. So if they're if they stay top four, they will host a postseason game, a postseason match. So hopefully that's that's what we were hoping for because San Diego Loyal obviously folding at the end of the season. I want I want San Diego Loyal fans to the supporters to be able to have that last playoff match and hopefully win that playoff match and then see what happens down the road. But I want a really happy ending here to San Diego Loyal because the people in the organization deserve it. Working with the club, the supporters deserve it. So hopefully that happens. Loyal now 13 9 and 7, 13 wins on the year, 46 points. They're one point behind for the third spot. So they've got a big match coming up this weekend against Vegas. That is at 3 p.m. on Sunday. I believe that's a home match for San Diego Loyal, so you can get your tickets 
on San Diego Loyal's website. But yeah, what an entertaining, that was an entertaining match because yeah, down 2-0, but then they get a goal before halftime and it's like, okay, they're in it, they're in it, they're in it. And obviously when you're only one goal down, you're in it, you're, you're entertained the entire second half. You're just waiting to see if something was going to happen. And then it's like, okay, well, end of the game here, not looking great. Last minute, Nalati scores and then scores again in stoppage time. And it's like, wow, this match was flipped on its head. I mean, you go from down 2-0 to winning 3-2 on the road. Props to San Diego Loyal for getting that win. And then before I get back to the chat, San Diego Wave, they're off this week because there's going to be uh, it's international, the international break. So the U.S. Women's National Team actually plays tonight. So you can watch, I would think, Alex Morgan and Naomi Germer are going to be playing. Jane Shaw was also named to this September camp, so maybe she gets some playing time like late. I don't know. I don't think that they would start her. Or maybe she doesn't play, but getting this experience is going to be great for Jane Shaw. Super, super happy for her. Um, and this is going to be Julie Ertz, not a Wave player, but she was playing for Angel City. Now she's not playing for a club, but this is going to be her farewell match tonight. And then on Sunday is going to be Megan Rapinoe's farewell match. So that's what's happening here, the international break. So that's why there's no wave match. But their next match is on the 30th against Portland. That's going to be a huge match because obviously Portland, San Diego, those I would say are the two best teams in the NWSL right now. Uh, Portland, they because San Diego lost in their last match, um, Portland, they have taken over the lead. They're 32 points right now. San Diego's at 30. They're tied for second with Gotham, who San Diego has beaten earlier this year. And then North Carolina's fourth. O.L. Reign is fifth. Washington is sixth. Um, and obviously, San Diego Wave, they would have stayed in first if they would have been able to get that win against Kansas City on last Saturday, but they weren't able to do that. There were some questionable, questionable refs penalty or non-calls as Alex Morgan made her thoughts known on that. She got fined, by the way, which it's like, why? Seriously? Aren't you supposed to be protecting players like Alex Morgan, but then NWSL is, like, penalizing them? I don't really agree with that, but I get they have to protect their refs and all that. Uh, but, yeah, Wave is off this week. And then let's see what some people have in the chat here to end this show. Um, let's see here. Devin or not Devin. Jeff Jeffrey says, look at positive changes. Can't be full-time starter over Nola. Actual DH that can hit. Are you saying can't be as a DH or someone else be a DH? Because can't be, can't, yeah, can't be probably full-time starter. Yeah, definitely over Nola for sure. I think just the question is, is Gary Sanchez going to come back? I think that's a question. I'm seeing something about the MLS colors here. Yeah, I was listening to Darren Smith the other day and because he went to the the supporters meeting or whatever it, it was called for MLS. And Tom Penn was there. I think Ricardo Campos was there, who is now working with San Diego FC, which that's pretty much the team name. It's, it's San Diego FC or FC San Diego and all their branding, the website, social media, it's San Diego FC. So. SDFC, San Diego FC, whatever you want to call it. That's what the name's going to be, it seems like. And um, the colors, Tom Penn put out purple and blue. 
is what was said at the meeting the other day. I don't know if that's actually like he's meaning like that's what they're leaning towards, but I guess that's a surprise because there were leaks out that was like red, gold, I think, right? And that's not that's not purple and purple and blue. So we'll see what happens with the colors. Yeah, I'm seeing red and black maybe to match San Diego State is what Gil wants here. I don't know. We'll see. Based on what I've heard, it it doesn't seem like that might it might not be those colors. We'll see what happens. MCC951 asks, do the Padres have mental coaches as part of the staff? I think so. Probably. If they don't, that's probably yeah, a problem. All right, that's going to do it. Talking for hours, episode 474. Thank you all for the time. I'll talk to you all later. Reminder, SeatGeek code TALKINGFRIARS, $20 off your order. Visit Gaglione Bros, their main location on Friars Road. Petco Park is also where they're at. Uh, Snapdragon Stadium as well. Foco's got some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. Breaking Tea has some great Padres shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, Wave, Aztec stuff as well. So feel free to click the link in the description for those. And Underdog Fantasy, click the link in the description for that. Use code TALKINGFRIARS, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So I definitely recommend you use that. And I'll be back with the pregame picks tomorrow. Padres and the Cardinals, two really disappointing teams, two teams not headed to the postseason. They're going to match up for what will be the Padres' final home series of a disappointing 2023 season. Starting up tomorrow, Matt Walden on the mound. All right, see everybody. Thank you.